right now we're going to speak with Balkan Devlin, uh, who is the director of the Transatlantic Program and a senior fellow with McDonald Laurier Institute. Uh, Dr. Devlin, thank you for being here today. Always appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for having me. So originally, we were going to talk primarily about the content of Zelensky's speech and his visit to uh, New York, Washington, and Ottawa, but that all seems to have been derailed by what happened in the House of Commons on Friday, which really is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, I, I have a hard time even comprehending how something like that could happen. It is, uh, to be honest, mind-boggling. I mean, it is to me that how, uh, and, and you know, how something like this, why under the radar and, and not recognized. I was in the parliament when the speech was happening and when uh, when, when the veteran was uh, you know, introduced, my first reaction uh, was, I hope uh, when they refer to fighting Russians, they're talking about the partisan war after the Second yeah. World War and not the Valfin SS. Um, and to me, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable that this, um, somehow get underneath, and that and that you know the government is not aware of it. It's the blame game is is ridiculous to be honest. So, doctor, you're there. You're in the House of Commons. This is your world. So, I, I like I'm going to be honest. I, I I'm not a World War II historian. If they had introduced him, I would have stood up and clapped. I don't know the background. I don't li- know the link between the first Ukrainian division and the Nazis. I, I don't. But you you had an inkling of oh wait a minute this could be bad as soon as he said it. Uh yeah. Um, you know, because uh, uh, it is, I mean, the, the history uh, is, is, is very complicated, of course. Uh, the region and the, the way the Waffen is, is structured and, and who fought in, in what and the, the choices uh, that were available to people at the time. So it is a very complicated history. And, uh, but, but, you know, but the Ukrainian Canadian community to make it quite clear yeah. um, uh, that this is, you know, this is not, not an acceptable thing. But it is a very complicated history. However, um, given uh, given the complications of it, um, they should have been paid a lot more attention uh, to who um, who is being who is being under the department at the time. Well, exactly, and I think one of the concerns that a lot of people have is we know there's a narrative coming out of Russia primarily, but it's been picked up over here in North America in some media circles and certainly on social media that the Ukrainians are actually Nazis. Now, you you have to set aside the fact that Zelensky himself is Jewish, but they've seemed to be able to do that without too much trouble. So this is kind of like pouring gasoline on that fire, isn't it? That narrative gets juiced because we're standing up applauding a literal Nazi in the House of Commons. Precisely. And I mean, the, 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 the crazy part of it is, of course, I'm pretty sure uh, people, you know, pop champagne in the Russian embassy uh, when that happened. Um, because it's, it is such a big own goal and, and lending legitimacy to this crazy conspiracy ideas of somehow Ukraine is run by Jewish neo-Nazis. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's of course a completely stupid um, and ridiculous idea. But having doing this actually shifts the attention from the ongoing uh, genocide that Russia is engaging in Ukraine and the suffering mm-hmm. of Ukrainians and hand over a, a, a PR uh, case to continue uh, for the Russians and, and other Kremlin shills, including in, uh, in North America, uh, to continue to push for this ridiculous line. I mean, it's important to sort of, as you highlighted, Zelensky himself is, of course, Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine had Jewish uh, prime ministers uh, under Zelensky and, and, and previously, and the new, um, uh, new defense minister is a Muslim. Uh, it's a Muslim. So, uh, you know, the, the whole notion that this is somehow 
a, a, a state that is run by, by Nazis, of course, is a ridiculous idea. Um, but, I mean, it is, let me sort of put it this way. This is a broader reflection of the government's inability to deal with uh, in a serious way uh, when it comes to uh, foreign policy and foreign affairs. I mean, um, the, the week really started with a, uh, a major sort of uh, diplomatic spat with India it and India. ended with, with this, uh, with this uh, uh, you know, uh, mess up um, in, <laughs> in the parliament. Uh, you know, I, I, one needs to start wondering to what extent the capability and the competence of this, of this government when it comes to dealing with, um, uh, with, with, with foreign policy and issues related to that. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much protocol involved for very good reason, and we're seeing why uh, precisely because of what happened on Friday. Um, it, that, that's the job of government. Um, setting aside this massive fiasco, uh, Zelensky's visit to Ottawa and what actually happened and deals that were made and agreements and all the rest, what would you if this hadn't happened, would we be talking about a successful visit? What, what was your take on what actually happened aside from the introduction of the Nazi in the House? Uh, we would have talked about it. I mean, I think it's still, a, it's, it's still a, an important um, uh, and a successful visit at least. Uh, I think, you know, Ukrainians would definitely see it uh, on that way uh, to, for two reasons. One, um, the announcement of a multi-year um, support, uh, the amounts are not that high. We're talking about $650 million uh, over three years or so. We'll see how that will be delivered and uh, what is really counted in that. The details are a little short on it, but it is an important suggestion for, for the rest of the Western alliance, um, uh, for the importance of multi-year commitments um, to, uh, to Ukraine and Ukraine's uh, you know, efforts to defend itself uh, from Russian invasion. Um, but also coming in the heels of uh, Washington summit, uh, Washington meeting that was uh, compared to the last years was a bit uh, more, uh, you know, low key. You know, no, no speech in the Congress. There are increasing voices within the U.S. Congress that question uh, American um, support. So uh, coming on top of that, uh, I think the, the unity uh, broadly across the aisle uh, that is shown in terms of support um, for Ukraine and its, its, uh, its defense, um, and, and then, of course, the outpouring of the public um, support for Zelensky, I think that was, uh, that was, a, that was a good one. Uh, but it also suggests the need to be able to uh, maintain the importance mm. of maintaining Western unity um, as the war, uh, you know, continue to strain relationships and and create uh, you know fray uh, you know uh, on, on the margins and, and create stresses. Uh, it, it has been 19 months and it will yeah. uh, go on. Um, so uh, I think Zelensky and, and his team is, is quite aware that they need to engage a lot more uh, alliance maintenance. And that's why they are doing this, uh, these trips. Yeah, exactly. Very, very important. Uh, Dr. Devlin, as always, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.